1: What I've been thinking in my head as the CEO, he's always been quite a forward thinker. And he knew that there was a new gen out there that was willing to shift. And every time he said he tried to maybe say it or implement it, people were like, mm, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm, you sure? Nah. They're
2: stuck in their ways. But
1: you've literally come and been that life experience and said, oh my gosh. So I obviously was going off to do, I don't know. And he was like, you know what? You want to leave? Let's leave together.
2: Hi, welcome to Black ticulate, ticulate. a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals, where we find out how they do what they do, so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. Hey, for those, hey. Um, <laughs> for those of you who've never come across Black Ticulate podcast, we're all about featuring young uk black professionals where we try to find out exactly how they do what they do so you can too shanice or shan shan or help me
1: shani shanice shan shan i mean shan shan's cool no one's ever really called me that
2: there's so. no one ever called it. it just kind of feels like <laughs> japanese shan shan <laughs> yeah that's cool that's cool please tell the bosses which are my listeners what you do who you are and we'll just chop it up as a convoy, right
1: so, hey, I am Shanice, Shani, Shan Shan. Yeah. <laughs> um, 24 Damn. from Birmingham.
2: You're the first one to put out their age.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you got you i to be proud. And I am the co founder of a creative advertising agency called The Elephant Room. We're literally just under a year old. So, we're just a cool new startup. And I'm also the brand manager for Guap Magazine, which is the world's first video magazine. And Brand manager just basically means that I deal with all the collaborations and I deal with like most of our partnerships and I deal with the talent brand. So
2: Jeez. all the recruitment. You got your fingers through. in a lot of pies. But this is so telling of African, Afro, Caribbean diasporans, the young ones, where we have just multiple revenue streams, multiple hats. I think you said it. What was Portfolio it? Portfolio career. That's exciting. So, like, tell me about growing up and whatnot. I mean, how you come to find yourself being a co-founder... And also the brand manager of Guap Magazine, which I love. The tag, the first video,
1: the world's first. And you know what? People are like, "Are you sure? Are you <laughs> yeah. sure?" But I'm like, "Yeah, you can actually Wikipedia us, and they'll like they'll say it. because like it's obviously we use a thing called augmented reality. Like if you see, like you download the Layer app, and then you hover over it and you see your phone. And there are people that have used it, like obviously like holograms and stuff like that. So it's been like sort of tested and sort of prototyped, but no one's actually created an actual platform and an actual magazine that is only sworn by augmented reality so that's why we're the world's first video magazine obviously we're not the world's first to do it mm. uh, in terms of the actual usage of the platform, of the tech yeah. yeah of the tech but we are the world's first platform to only use our content okay, that we'll
2: way. definitely have to get that story and how you came to the Guac magazine but let's start as i always do with most of my guests so what was upbringing like
1: yes yeah, so. I think I mentioned to you before, like my mum's a single parent. My dad died when I was four and I don't remember him that much, but I do remember him kind of being there. It's very strange. But my mum always like relays like his principles, values and stuff to me. And I just remember growing up, my mum used to always say to me stuff like, if your dad was here, he would make sure that he was reading and that he was the best at everything that he was doing. So, uh, <laughs> And even though I'd always want to be the best anyway, but a part of me just reminding myself that I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for him too. Okay. And, and there was like a, like an early memory that I remember where I have an older brother who's like four years older than me. Okay. And, My dad couldn't walk when he got like really sick and he would put his leg up and we would like literally pretend we were in the Olympics. And I'm not joking. It was such a serious time. Like we (laughs) knew what time it was. was, And I feel like that competitiveness, like it came from like that early. Like I was always ready to sort of race and win or do something that even though I might not win, I mean, I'd have a goal. Do you know what I mean?
2: You said something which I find interesting, the fact that you're competitive. Yeah. And you always want to win. Tell me about that. What do you mean? Like
1: I mean, when I say competitive, I don't mean like I want to be like the best at everything. Not necessarily in that sense, but I just feel like you'll never know if you're good at something or brilliant at something if you don't try. Right. So in that sense, I'm always competing for something.
2: But within yourself, or is it against others?
1: Mm, Within myself, yeah, because that's where the drive comes from. But it will always be against others because if it was only me doing it, then technically I'm. I'm not really competing for anything. I'm just doing it. And if we're talking about careers, then I always knew that I might not be like the best again, but I know that I'm different. And probably that's what's going to get me further along the line than someone else. And my dad as well used to always say to me that there's no such thing as better, just different. So, I never really compare myself to someone and say, oh, is this person better than me or can I be better than them? But I just know I need to make sure I'm different.
2: Appreciate that, especially from a career perspective where you're different is your strength. Yeah, exactly. So why advertising? I mean, you haven't mentioned advertising per se. You said you have co-founded an advertising agency. And obviously you're in media because of being a brand manager for video magazine. Mm -hmm. Why this route as a career? Is anyone else in your family? Are they in this route?
1: no okay (laughs) actually i'm not actually i'm I'm not joking i'm i'm telling the few a little bit my brother's just graduated in marketing and he's always had an interest in marketing right so we used to always sort of talk about it so i kind of knew about it but not really for me like i've been a dancer since i was like seven so in that sense i got interested in loads of different things like behind the scenes stuff the events that we were at i wanted to know who was doing it and like who was the organizer and stuff like that i wanted to know where it was being promoted the type of audience that was coming i was always interested in things like that as a dancer as a dancer oh, okay. yeah so
2: what genre just have interest
1: so i started up in break break dancing. yeah until yeah, i was about 11. <laughs> okay and then i started street properly like hip-hop and stuff and then when i was about 15 i started doing contemporary school oh. and then i moved into like a level like that was like contemporary jazz african dance when I went to uni, it was just purely like contemporary post modern stuff.
2: Oh, so uni degrees and dance? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I literally only to... stopped
1: dancing like when I moved to London in 2016. And I've been teaching since I was about 12.
2: Sorry, I derailed you because you're telling me about just you obviously dancing on the stages. You're very interested, in who the audience is, where it's going, yeah. how it's running.
1: I was literally just interested. And in, um, obviously, as I got older and like my mum would let me out more, <laughs> 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 I started to like go to events and. But obviously is a really small place, so the creative scene was quite small. Okay. So I started to meet more people who were interested also in like dance, in music, in fashion and I've always like loved fashion. Never really seen myself as like a fashionista, but I've just always been like interested in clothes and that kind of style and stuff. And I love music and I wanted to always be at concerts and things like that. And then my ex boyfriend, he was an artist and I started to go to events with him and things like that. And I feel like I was like, you know, what, I want to do this myself. And mm. then I started putting on my own events. And then...
2: How? Tell me your first event. Do you remember? Uh, tell me the My steps. first ever yeah. event. So I started... This, this throwback. Sta- <laughs> There's a smile. I
1: know, right? So I started this thing called Creative Recruit, which is about recruiting creatives. And it was with a K, so it was always different. <laughs> and it was basically about bringing all disciplines together, but the elite. So people who were just sick and just having them in the one room at this point I'd, i was making friends with like people in london so my boy sully breaks um he came down this other guy who was really close with at the time called naya Ekenem, and he's i think he's in london now he performed and there's a girl called Affijam, and most of these people now are actually like doing like pretty cool Break-ins, stuff yeah like i had a live artist like do some drawing in like four minutes it was sick like I got funding by O2 Think Big, and then I became an alumni.
2: O2 Think Big. Yeah, yeah. So you put an application to say, "Hey, I've got this idea." Yeah. Right, yeah. Before I can need some money, right? And I need money because I need to have a venue. I mean, like, what's a yeah? Process?
1: Well, I I so obviously because I was dancing for quite a long time, I became like sort of an assistant director to the actual studio director. Um, her name was Tuffy. Shout out! And I've been dancing with her since I was about fifteen. And she had a studio, so I was just like, "Oh, tough, can I can I rent the studio at you know, mates' rate price?" Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, what do you need?" My mom, shout out, mom. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, I need some food. Can you do some food?" Like, or she was like, "You know what? Get a friend of ours uh, to do it." So my mom's friend, who was like an actual official cra- caterer because she had the certificate it was like okay like to like you know, yeah to people. serve yeah. yeah exactly so health
2: and safety and all of that yeah, yeah
1: exactly and i just sort of had everyone pitch in and all my girls were there they came down and supported yeah so,
2: nice and yeah how was it turnout wise i mean yeah. what was your strategies to get people because at the moment from the back end it's like friends and family you just like listen i need help with that
1: always friends and family i was literally like guys everyone needs to spread the word yeah facebook Instagram. I mean, I wasn't even on Instagram that much actually at the time. Right. So it was more so just Facebook to be honest. I was going to like studios where people train. I was like, guys, I'm doing this event. Yeah. And then I tried to get as much of a diverse crowd as possible. So at the time, like Helen Martin, she was the lady who was the artist. She had a dance group in Tamworth. And if you know Tamworth, it's like just outside Birmingham. And then they were like all young kids and there was about 10 of them and then all their parents supported so they came through. I invited my uni lot so then Coventry, I invited my Birmingham lot that were here, my brother and his friends, my brother's obviously older than me so he brought a couple of his friends through. Yeah that was my first event.
2: Does it still exist? Was it successful to you?
1: It was successful to me. I wouldn't say it doesn't exist, I'd say it's resting. (laughs) I like it yeah
2: it's it's, resting. Do you know what
1: I mean? You know why it doesn't exist? Because it's like by saying it doesn't exist is almost to me saying that that didn't it's happen, fine. Oh, yeah, no, Yeah, like, or that. yeah, nah, he's it, just resting. And wrestling. I kind of think I mentioned it before like, I believe in God, and like I, I'm always a woman of purpose and faith, and that. And I think that was kind of maybe what it was meant to be at the time. Because right now, in my job, you'd say I recruit creatives do you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that's that's what I do so I feel like it just manifested into me alone no so, I hear yeah.
2: that I hear that oh well, that's a great story because again you had an idea and, and sorry I'm very this is how I actually always do I just summarise things okay cause, yeah because I'm a twat <laughs> I guess <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's good <laughs> know that you know just for those who are listening it's like you had an idea you're like okay this is what I want to do I want to actually recruit or definitely showcase a diverse talent within the entertainment world within the people who are just sick yeah so fortunately for you, you had a venue right yeah and then you had your mum who had someone who had catering <laughs> yeah. and but you're like actually you need money in order to to pay your the catering yeah, to pay like for travel the venue, expen- yeah. travel expenses for some of the talent the
1: venue exactly and that's yeah.
2: why you put an application for o2 think, o2, big. O2 think big does that still is that still around
1: i believe so yeah
2: Okay, well, guys, check that out, O2 Think Yeah,
1: do check them out. And you know what, even if you don't check them out for funding, just check them out for what they're doing. Like, they're always putting on careers events.
2: Insight days, yeah? Yeah,
1: insight days at, like, The Box or Google or, like, sort of big companies and stuff, IBM, Reed, like, all of that kind of stuff.
2: Okay, so that's interesting. So you used to do a load of that to help sort of think what you wanted to do for a living or...? yeah. Think
1: And to be honest, just meet people. I genuinely believe that your network is your net worth. I mean, it's amazing, amazing making friends with your peers. That's amazing. Right. Do that. <laughs> but if you don't want to be on all little man things, you need to meet some powerful people. And in order to do that, you need to get in powerful places. So I was always thinking, okay who's the MD of this place or who's the marketing director? Or wait, can I just speak to the manager of... And I just went like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and like, to be honest, I didn't really have much to say to them, but I just wanted to know they've met me. So when I'm sick, they'll know, oh, I met her. Yeah,
2: yeah. But walk me through that because this is where we can join the dot is your co-founder for Elephant Room is mm. a powerful man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's but right, it's interesting yeah. that you say that. So wherever you are, you want to know who the top dog is.
1: Or at least... Who knows the top dog who can introduce me to the top dog? Yeah, like, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to happen straight away. Like you could just meet the office manager, like the HR and they know everyone. So Mm. really you could just make friends with them. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So you don't have a specific angle. You just want to know them. Yeah.
1: I just want to know them, meet them. It's not always about, oh, what can you do for me? Because sometimes you can do something for them. You just don't know.
2: Yeah. I hear that. So yeah, let's join the dots a bit more. So now you've graduated from university.
1: 2015, yeah.
2: 2015, congrats. congrats. Um, Thanks. What's like? What's on your mind? What next? Or did you have something in the pipeline?
1: Well, I thought I had something in the
2: pipeline. Because
1: <laughs> obviously I was a dancer. I was going to go and train again, actual official dance school. Right. Then I was going to go to Japan. They have a sick dance scene down there. Okay. I wanted to go down there for three months to train more. Right. Because, you know, meet new people and that. Then I just thought, you know what? Nah, this is not me. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I want to dance, but I want to do so many other things. Like, I'm not fulfilled. So I said to my mom, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to try everything. So I went and done a one-week work experience at Live magazine. And that was through Liberty, okay, Liberty. and Liberty and knew them through somewhere too, which was a place that used to give free spaces to people who were 16 to 25. Right. And I became really good friends with the regional manager of somewhere too, of course. And yeah, they were just like, you know You need to meet Liberty. They're doing some cool stuff in London. You know, it was my first ever insight session with Barclays, one of their clients at the time. And yeah, I was like, actually, yeah, I might, might want to do this. What's going on here? Mm. So I asked if I could come up there for one week. Did that. I went to like an MTV, like a uh, careers day. Went to the Guardian, done this like one-off zine. I was like, yeah, this is where I need to be right. with these people. What's going on? <laughs> and um, and then they said to me, you know what? You should really consider a career in marketing. Why? Really? Why do they say that to And you? I don't know. I don't actually know. But they were just like, you're a people person. You obviously know a lot of stuff about youth culture. You're connected as hell. So do it. Like the only thing you need to do is be here. Be in
2: london but yeah okay. basically
1: and i was like all right yeah well need to get a job then <laughs> <Do> <laughs> you know what I mean? and then um they were opening up a new sort of scheme called digify which is aimed at creatives but who are not in advertising and who could probably be in advertising so they were like yeah you need to apply can you please and i did right so that was 2015 like december and then it, yeah, found out I got it in December. I moved in January.
2: So that I mean, <laughs> just hearing you, guys, hearing you speak, and I don't know if you can agree with me, listeners, but there's something about you that's not only endearing, but it seems like you command a lot of respect from your peers and those that are around you. Would you agree with, with me on that?
1: I do think that everyone should be respectful and I do believe in respect for myself, but I don't think I command it.
2: Maybe that was a poor choice of words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like, it's more so I have in my head where everyone is just like, we're all equal in it. Like everyone's cool. So if you don't respect me, why is that? And, and that, and I mean everyone in the whole world. So if you don't respect me, why not? And if you can't tell me, obviously we have discrimination, patriarchy and all of that, Mm. but that to me that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> yeah, so, but if you can't literally listen to me in terms of my character, why you don't respect me, then that, all right, then we just that means our pastor does not meant to be, so yeah. we'll just uh, you don't even have to disrespect me, you just won't even be in my
2: but i mean there are there are occasions in which aren't necessarily to your choosing where you have to then navigate disrespect for your character, so how do you do that?
1: I mean, yeah, you're right, but if I have to work with someone that disrespects me, I just pure would not work with them. Really? Yeah, nah. I'm not, <laughs> not doing it. Okay. Like, like I had cases when I was at my creative advertising agency. Some poor things were said to me, poor, and called it out every single time.
2: Such as? Can you give me an example? Such as?
1: I mean... I'm going to...
2: Yeah, re- yeah, relax. yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> I mean... I just think maybe you should think about leaving your contract quite early because as an intern, you might have to pack some boxes and, you know, not everyone understands. I literally said, huh? Do you know who I am? I had to laugh. And it was a one-to-one meeting with my line manager. And then it was like, I mean, yeah, like, under the radar, I think you'd be much better in a place where you feel comfortable did I tell you I was uncomfortable? Every single thing she said to me was just poor, right? Mm. And I just thought, are you serious? That nah, you don't know who I am, clearly. I literally went to HR, because the HR woman was my homie, of course. Right. And I was like, um, so this happened. What's gonna happen? <laughs> and then the next day, I got given a new line manager. And funny enough, it was her line manager. So we both had the same <laughs> line manager. And I was like, would you look at that? <laughs> would you look at that? And of course, that line manager was like, I'm sure she didn't mean it. I'm sure it was just, you know? I'm like, yeah, poor as well. That was poor. Because now she's not taking accountability for what she's saying to me. And that's still poor. So I had a problem with that too. I called yeah. it out. Next day, CEO, Right. He came in and he was like, oh, we're moving, yeah. Come on, let's go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> gotcha. And then it was all good. My team was amazing. Okay, like so
2: <laughs> I think, I don't know whether everyone is fortunate enough to have people around them that can... Yeah,
1: that support them. That's can true.
2: ...can shift them to different accounts or, you know, take into consideration what it is that aggrieved grieved about. Because you obviously, it was poor choices of words that she said to you. So you then went to the HR lady and the lady was like, okay, I'll give you a better line manager. Line manager in of herself, she still didn't understand the... The problem per se or the issue, so then fortunately for you, you had someone even further up, the CEO of the company and it was like, all right cool, well, we don't want you uncomfortable we don't want to make sure that this is bigger mm-hmm. than it needs to be, so let's just move you to another account that many people don't have the privilege of
1: no it's it's true, and you know what
2: I, I do get it and I and I do agree with you about calling things out, but there are certain battles, or is every battle worth the fight
1: now nah, you have got you have got a like sort of picky battles I believe yeah. that in everything. That's why I said, like, the certain people that this is it. I wouldn't even call it out because it's like, you don't even know what you're saying. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of people will think, right, that, oh, you know what, you just, you're just lucky. But it's like, nah, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't. Because my experience at that agency was like my first real experience of, in the workplace. I didn't right. even know that there was a big thing that happened of diversity, you know, the gender pay gap. I wasn't aware of all those things that was happening. It was something that I had to learn whilst also experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. So as like me just going in as I am thinking, oh yeah, everyone's cool and everyone's all whatever. There were some people that were cool and when I didn't have this one-to-one with this line manager, she was cool as well. Also the lady who was above above us and that became my line manager, she was cool. And all these people were cool, like you sort of in the general basis. So working with them was never a problem. It was when it became... I started to put myself out there a little bit more. They started to see me, as, I wouldn't say as a threat because I don't think I was a threat, but they just started to see, well, okay, she's, she's got something to say. Mm. Let, let's let's see what this is about because I, I do feel like those people that choose to say nothing or those people that choose to navigate it in whereby um, they don't call anything out and they sort of make it a bypass, they're not threats to those other people. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like all right, we can tolerate those. It's the people that are showing some sort of okay, something's going on here. She's she's probably a bit sick. That's who they try and tame and not that I created a problem because I'm not saying that I'm the problem but I created an atmosphere whereby some people probably were a little bit uncomfortable with me because I chose not to wear skirts and heels and my hat was to the back sometimes and I'd still talk with my gun fingers so some people were a little bit like whoa like and and I still have friends now that are like, nah, would like now I wouldn't do that in a meeting because I just know that x and I'm like now nah, I would because that's me Mm. so if you're gonna get the best answer out of me if you're gonna get the best in fact the best work ethic out of me i have to be my whole self yeah so if you don't like it when i talk with my gun fingers and when i'm talking with my snack if you don't understand something just ask me what does that mean it doesn't have to be in a sort of cynical or laid down way like just be like and if you're uncomfortable with me using like you know my hands when i'm talking then just be like you know what shan I mean, I'm all for it, but when we go in the client meeting, just tone it down a bit, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm like, all right, then cool. Like there's always a compromise in anything. So I feel like even though like I had those people that were supporting me and yes, those people were amazing and they really got me through some dark days. I do think that part of that was just because I was myself. So therefore they had to then come in and back me because I was thinking, whoa, like...
2: It's funny because... you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I think with any company that you go into, there's a culture aspect, right? In theory, on the surface, says, yeah, we want you to be unapologetically yourself and come bring in your ideas. Right. They really want you to assimilate. Yeah, exactly. They don't want you to exactly. really shake the status yeah, quo. Yeah, exactly. It th- so that's anyone exactly who what does... Is.
1: It's like oh yeah it's okay, like wait like, a minute,
2: like, no, 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 you need to be yeah, grateful, yeah. That, you know you've got this opportunity. yeah,
1: and that's see that and that, that's so important that I, and I was in that mentality for a long time, you know what, still somewhat I'm like, oh should I be should I just be grateful
0: if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about juvederm lip fillers. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: What? what and it's like, actually, no, like wait there. Like, huh? Yeah. Because it's like, all right, so I always say that recently myself and my colleague. This talk at Eurobest
2: Festival. Sorry, Shan, please remember this story, but I just yeah. almost want to join the dots because we're now pretty much in your present. So, post graduation, you were like, Okay, I actually don't know whether I want to do dance per se. So, you started doing a lot of insights and internships or work kind experience. of yeah, work experience. Yeah. And then you were fortunate to know about this company called Liberty, who yeah. had a program that was trying to bring diverse talent into, into the, the industry. industry. Yeah, and so. That was what got you. Yeah, my first in first internship yeah. to this company that we're not going to mention. Yeah, or you yeah, mind mentioning? not I'm not going to mention. Yeah, so we're not going to mention. In which then all these problems that you're speaking yeah, about exactly. arose. Okay, brilliant. And within this company, you found or you had good relationships with people. With of power. people, yeah,
1: people of power, yeah, and just nice people to be honest. Yeah,
2: okay. So you had this where you were going to speak at an event. Yes, yeah,
1: so yes, yeah, so I was going to speak at an event, and I was just saying that like it was about sort of actively making inclusion a thing. Because obviously, we talk about diversity and inclusion, they're two different things, right? Mm. So, I'll well, break it down for those? Um, who so, diversity are is a, a diverse set of people. You have a diverse set of people in the room. Maybe you have a disabled person, black, white, mixed, Asian, some are men, some are women. Age will be different, mm. you know, backgrounds in terms of social class some middle class, some so- like, all of that. That's a diverse set of people in the room. Yep. Now, in order for something to be inclusive, it means that everyone is on an equal playing field. So those people who are, say, middle class, they don't have the upper hand. White privilege doesn't exist. In inclusion, white privilege should not exist. Mm. So as long as that's all happening, everyone in the room should feel okay. Yeah. Like, if someone in that room feels like they're uncomfortable something's happening passive aggressive all of that then that is the moment it just becomes an un like it's not inclusive anymore and that happens a lot in fact i don't even know a place where it's not inclusive except for my own company (laughs) right We, we had to make actionable steps as to how to make that happen i can't remember all of the steps but i just remember two of them was no agency experience doesn't mean no experience and a lot of the time For young people, especially, they get told, oh, you know, you you haven't been here that long. You know, you haven't had the experience yet. Just wait a bit. Mm. No, because actually, I mean, Ibrahim and Jide are like telling. They've made a whole magazine, a platform, built an audience all from their bedroom. don't tell me I haven't got an experience like you can't tell me I haven't had an experience because I haven't been here I've been doing events I've been teaching I've been in and out of school so therefore yeah I have got good communication skills I can put together charts I can organize events I know what a recce is like all them kind of things and it's like because I haven't done it in their space they feel like I'd I'm not ready Mm. and I think that's really important to disband. Like you have to get rid of that idea that just because this person doesn't come from an agency background doesn't mean they're not ready to do the work. Yeah, I have. Do you that. know what I mean? And then number two, I'm obviously I'm speaking in advertising as well, so this is all transferable. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then number two was create a culture, not a cult and it was going back to your idea about you know every space has their has their work culture right but then a lot of the time it becomes this sort of cult vibe whereby oh if you're not laddish or if you don't know the banter or if you you know if if you dress a certain way then maybe you're not And, and that is like to me that's cult vibes like that's that's you creating this sort of exclusive not even i don't even know what that is like don't do that let everyone become a part of the culture. A culture changes all the time. It's yeah. something that you're supposed to create by what you implement into that. So what you bring into the space and then you become a part of the culture and then you bring pieces of your culture into it. So for example, my company, there's myself who's obviously Jamaican I'm from, I'm from a working class background, I come from Birmingham, there's Dan and Katie who are both from Essex, there's um, Chris who's from Hertfordshire, he's a mixed race guy and there's Will who's a half Japanese and half Guyanese and like he's from York and I learn about York all the time, like he learns about Birmingham, I know about Essex, we all know about like our backgrounds and no one there that doesn't feel like oh I can't be a part of that, it's like no I, I, like we want to We want to share every part of us to create a culture and when our new employee comes in they're going to do that when we are freelancers we want to know about them Mm. and then it creates a place where everyone's it's an open mind, you can speak out and that is a part of the culture. If you create a culture whereby only lads can say that, then obviously no women are going to speak out. If you create something whereby it just ripple effects into other people, then by the time you get to people like myself, where there's like 500 employees, I'm going to think I got no place here. I can't do anything. So then that was whereby I had to really take a step and say, you know what, I'm going to send an email to everyone in the company about what's going on in the urban lowdown. I'm going to give them the urban down low. This is what's going on. This is what you did. Yeah? This is what I did. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so hey guys, I write for Afropunk. If you guys don't know what that is, here's a website. It's about the other black experience. I've done a couple of articles. You can have a read, let me know what you think. And I'm going to tell you what's going on in, in my world because I didn't hear of that. I didn't see it. I didn't see anyone else. And they were literally like, Six, seven, eight people that could relate to me that would email back like, "Yo, oh my gosh, what's going on?" Like, and this was from when Drake was dropping views to when Skepta was dropping konnichiwa to when Willow Smith just became the Chanel ambassador. Like in fashion, this was when Daniel storage was like, "Yo, I think I'm gonna go in the studio. You know, let me just get some vibes." <laughs> and this was everything that was happening in my world. So I had to tell them like, "This is what's going on." And then it became a thing where I like, "Okay, hmm. okay." I like this. Like she's teaching us like yeah. she's teaching us what's, ha- what's happening. All of these things need to be a part of a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Because other people are in those spaces and places and they're just as important and they're just as amazing as well. This is popular culture right now. Like if you don't know who Drake is, then I got a question, mate. I mean, you don't got to know his songs, but you, you know who he is. Jay-Z went from selling crack on the street to having dinner with the president. Don't tell me nothing is impossible. When I'm... Telling all these people about all these things, they can't tell me it's not relevant. Mm. No way.
2: I'm just sitting up back and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, amazing. <laughs> I, I'm definitely drinking for the Kool Aid. That's for sure. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. Whatever you're selling, I'm buying. Oh, but true. Shan, I think you. T- so you do talk on panels and stuff about yeah. diversity, inclusivity. Yeah. Let's join where you are right now. Yeah. Because I would also want to give you the opportunity for people to approach and reach out to you yeah, for yeah. X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, the company that you're at where you're, that like 500-plus people and you're like, you know what? Only eight people can relate to you, you know? It's like, guys, if you don't know about Afropunk, like, <laughs> you're slipping, <laughs> do you know down. what yeah. I mean, kind of thing. You are still an intern at this stage, mm-hmm. right? Still an intern. But off record, we were like, hey, how'd you get to where you are, like with Elephant Room, you know, how are you in Guat magazine? And you were like, well, basically, they offered me a job at my previous company, mm-hmm. and I was like, nah, thanks. <laughs>
1: you know, uh, the combo didn't go yeah, like that okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah initially the actual contract my internship was six months still didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going to be in the company so it was extended for a third, right. three because months because
2: within that agency it's a creative agency there's your suit so your account handlers you've got your
1: creative you've got the producer department so you could be editor you could be in design so the studio you could be an art director like it's all these things I still didn't find that Going back to that multifaceted thing you talked about earlier, I could do copywriting, but then I could also do PR, mm. and then I kind of knew a lot about talent, so I didn't want to just do accounts. You or, don't
2: want to just be boxed.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't fulfilling, like I said. And I, I'm not joking. I felt like. I'm part of all these things outside of work, like Guap, like Girls Talk London, shout out Vanessa. I was doing so much and they allowed me to do so much. Why am I doing a nine to five that's not allowing me to do so much? Didn't make sense to me. So I was thinking, actually, you know what? Maybe it's just not for me then. That's where it came to me. Like Mm. maybe it's not about them telling you where you should be. Maybe actually it's time to just walk away and then got to the end of that three months. And then obviously I said at the time, I developed an an amazing relationship with the CEO of the company. Wow. And it was really after I did a talk at Creative Social, shout out Creative Social. (laughs) Um, And it was on the future of work, really, 2020, the agency of 2020. And then I had done a presentation and I spoke at it and he came. And that was quite telling for me because I was like, whoa, see yours here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's mad. Do you know what I mean? And he came along with one of the account directors and I was just like, okay, this is sick. And then the next morning he sent like an email to everyone in the whole company saying how amazing I was and how she literally represented us, like the company, because that's obviously at the time I was at that company. Mm. And they were like, and everyone loved her. Like, do you know what I mean? 100%. And I was just like, I mean, mate, that's a bit sick, isn't it? And then actually when... um. When we started talking, he was just like, "You know what? You've literally confirmed what I've been thinking in my head." As the CEO, he's always been quite a forward thinker, and he knew that there was a new gen out there that was willing to shift. And but, and when every time he said he tried to maybe say or implement it, it people like, "Mm, "Nah, I don't think so. Mm, You sure? Nah."
2: They're stuck in their ways.
1: But you've literally come and been that life experience and said, "Oh my gosh!" So. He kind of had an idea that there's something else out there. I obviously was going off to do, I don't know. And he was like, you know what? You want to leave? Let's leave together and let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you're sure? He was like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was I was still a bit like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, if I'm honest, I was still looking for jobs because I, I just didn't know if that was serious. Mm. So, I was like, you know, I was looking for jobs.
2: That the CEO is coming to you and going, let's actually yeah. live together and, and do something. Like,
1: whoa, like, what's going on? And then got to, like, I think it was, like, about three weeks. He was like, what are you saying? You ready? Like, you re- you ready to do this? It's Christmas is coming soon. We're going to take him. I was like, wait, this is a serious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember he was like, yep. He was like, look for a phone contract. I'll email your phone in the post. That's going to be your work number. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then did that, got the phone, got the contract, came back in Jan, fresh, ready to do this. What do I need to do? He was like, all right, so. And then we just sat down, built out the strategy together, meeting people constantly. I'm the chief talent officer, so our talent brand is basically me. I build out the talent brand for our company, building the culture. And then you know we had an amazing client. Who was your client? Dyson. From the jump. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they were confirmed, but amazing. We just not said, I suppose.
2: Yeah. So, sorry to. Sham no, sham. no, it's sorry okay. To, to interrupt because it's alright. I don't know if you can see. I'm just smiling <laughs> like, from yeah. ear to ear, <laughs> man. <laughs> so here's a ceo coming up to an intern at the time yeah. saying let's you and i work together let's try and create our own agency where we basically take on board all the ideas that you have been thinking as well as he's been thinking yeah and create a culture not a cult yes you know that's really redefining hopefully mm. the way people go about with their yeah, advertising work and, yeah. and just work yeah. and working that doesn't happen
1: yeah yeah i can say that and not from a a woman
2: who's from birmingham (laughs) from a working class background single mother obviously at no fault because unfortunately your dad passed away what's telling is the fact that you are someone who is to quote you sick (laughs) (laughs) you now have an agency now you've got a team together who are just gonna be hopefully killing it your first client is dyson are you all getting paid or you're volunteering Yeah, we're all getting paid. So, so it was a like cash injection from the jump. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> cash you injection, it. I love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're all getting paid. Um, obviously we've taken cuts in terms of like well, Dan's taken a massive cut. Mm. Shout out, Dan. Shout out. Dan. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> but yeah, we're all getting paid. So the founding team, there's still the five of us, and then we take on freelancers and collaborators depending on the project. Dyson was an in house geek, so there was five we put together a team, an untraditional team to go into Dyson and to basically shake up the way they do there.
2: So you go internally yeah, to... Yeah, so that is a part of that. Part of your service.
1: Yeah, part of our service. You go in the house yeah.
2: to pretty much shake up the way they do yeah. things.
1: Yeah, tell the that is.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> I just keep smiling because of the a service. <laughs> that's phenomenal. And what challenges then, I guess, do you have currently? I mean, apart from obviously trying to increase your, your portfolio, your clients.
1: I think that's it. To get clients to believe in the dream it's a company whereby we are ahead of its time anyone who meets us or sees us in fact knows that's true and you asked about well, the elephant room like what their name and stuff yeah. and it's like that's kind of that's it like that's the elephant in the room a lot of the time sometimes clients are more diverse than their agencies and you're giving the agency the work that's an elephant in the room like someone needs to call that out do you know what i mean and that's why now clients are now saying if you do not have 50% women and if you do not have 30% people of colour, then we probably don't, we're not going to hire you, period, because that's what we want. And that hasn't really yet, it's yet to get here, That's what we're trying to work off that mentality. But we don't even want it in rule form. We just, it's normal. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, obviously no disrespect to any company out there that hires a diversity inclusion person who comes in and obviously has to deal with that. But I feel like that is also quite telling that you have to hire somebody to make sure that on the ground, you know your, your company's looking all right, <laughs> Do mm. you know what I mean. Again, all of those that's the elephant in the room, so we're the elephant room because we're not afraid to be that voice or that representation of those people who maybe can't, you know, can't talk yeah, out or whatever it
2: is. So, Shan, here's another question because you, you're quite stretched, aren't you? You know, you're co founder of the elephant in the room, right? And then also, you are a brand manager for yeah, WAP, WAP, WAP magazine, yeah. You speak on many, you know platforms and you should give them a couple of shout outs already so we're (laughs) definitely gonna look at those and hopefully actually maybe get the founders on this platform as well. You're finding yourself in all these pockets and doing all of these things. How's your time and work balance
1: To be honest, I'm still getting my head around the work balance thing. Yeah. I mean I I d I don't think I have it. I do, but I don't I mean it's so difficult for me to explain only because I feel like everything is work to me. Mm. It's so strange. It's yeah, it's like lifestyle. Like if I go to an event, I'm networking, but it's not cheese. Like, oh, yeah, what's your name? And <laughs> I do this. It's like, oh, like, who are you? Like and I, and I just keep them in the back of my mind. Or
2: What's your process with that?
1: If it's a formal, then yeah, everyone's in an Excel sheet. But... If it's like, I just remember, yeah, because you know, you've got to be memorable. And it's little stuff from like, all right, for example, my housemate. (laughs) But yeah, like she has a really great friend who's a neon artist, you know, half a roast chicken, shout them out, amazing, check her out. And I knew that because I just know, you know, it's my housemate's friend. But we were doing a shoot the other day and it was like they needed neon lights. And I was like, wait, I know someone. And she's sick, you know what I mean? And it's like, what's working with her is an amazing thing and her working with us is an amazing thing for her but that literally came from me being do you know i mean yeah yeah, exactly and then it's other little stuff like i met ibrahim on twitter right believe it or not and i was like one of the first hundred followers of guap i knew it i knew it yeah that this is gonna be sick and I was in Birmingham still, and I remember they are throwing their first guap party, but I couldn't get up here because I was moving. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And I messaged him. And and then at the time, I was also um, from uni for five years. I was also the creative director of My Runway. Shout out My Runway. Okay. And I met loads of people, and they wanted to come to the show. So on Twitter, it's not in my bio or anything like that. But um and meet alongside Sinead, shout out to Sinead, the creative director. He was like, Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to my runway. Can like anyone know what's going on? And obviously I follow him on Twitter, so I was like, Oh yo, hit me up. And he was like, What do you do? I was like, um, the whole show. <laughs> 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 and he was like,
2: Sweigh! I was like, Yeah,
1: came, him and Jude came and they were like, Oh my what? You did what? And I was like, Yeah, like like, you know, that that was us kind of thing, like like we proper, like I build it out like the whole thing, and then um, I moved to Lewisham for that. <laughs> and um, he was like, I live in Deptford, and I was like, ah, oh, sick. You can come to mine and chill. Like let's like let's chat. He was like, all right then. He showed me uh, issue four Avlino, and I was like, this is lit. You are sick. Like, mm. just telling him, like, about advertising and what I was doing. And he was just like, yeah. And, and at this point, I've just made a new friend. And I'm just like, you are lit, yeah. Everywhere I'd go, I'd be like, listen, you guys need to read Guap Because my friend, yeah, he's onto something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to be like, no, she's a bit weird. Like, why doesn't she tell everyone about me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
0: mm, because you can see you're, yeah, it.
1: like, you know what I mean? And then it got to October 2016. And he was like, you know what? You need to join the team it's just me and Jidde right now. I mean, we've kind of got people working for us, but really working, it's me and Jude. And if you come on board, you know about all the structured stuff, you, you're in it, cause that's your work, mm. but help us. And I was like, okay. And then yeah, like built out the team. Like by the time it was March, we had like 15 writers, we had stylists, editors. And he was like, see? Told ya. And now we I've literally just recruited another 12.
2: Elephant in the room is no small outfit. <laughs> no guap.
1: No, it's not. But you know what? Dan and Ibrahim are homies, mm. and my worlds have to collide. So Ibrahim's comes to our office. In fact, we just we just hired him to co-direct one of our shoots. Okay. With our creative director. Like guap's one of our partners. It's on our website. Like, if we need anything we know we can shout Ibrahim or Jide and be like, yo, guys, this is what's going on. Da, da, da. And we make sure it's a smooth, professional process. And that's like with everything, like all my friends are amazing. Like, and I'm not even just saying that. When you're serious about what you do and when you feel like your passion is all you can do, you'll make sure that it's all you do. And when it's work, when it's whether it's social, personal, and people like Shan, you need to chill. You need to just rest. I'm like, I am resting. resting, This is, this is, when you love what you do, it's not work. Do you know what I mean? I
2: hear that. Shan for president. (laughs) 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 Not yet. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I love
1: politics, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
2: Shan, I want to, I do want to wrap up if that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so what I normally do with all my guests, I give them quick... Fire around questions where the answer has to be relatively quick and no time okay. to really think. And uh, yeah, you ready? Yeah. Okay, so if you could do a TED Talk other than your actual profession, what would it be on?
1: Why being a woman is the best but worst thing.
2: Interesting. It's the best but worst thing. I definitely want to come to that talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your last five pounds on earth, what you're spending it on? <sighs> Food. Yeah, what are you buy it?
1: Oh, mate! Five pounds. Okay, Supermalt. Oh, one. Um, ready salted crisps, and maybe a pack of fish fingers, just so I can. <laughs> <eat them again. laughs> Do you know. What I,
2: mean? I one hear by that. One. I hear that. Okay, what's the one superpower you wouldn't want?
1: Wouldn't want. Mm. Uh, reading people's minds. Yeah, that's not can't a good deal look. with it. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, too much
2: stress. Um, so black articulated is black action articulated. What's your one favorite English word?
1: Um, pray.
2: Pray is your favorite English word because you are religious, and we never really touched upon that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I ran away with my friend the other day, and she was like, mm, would not call myself religious, but I'm Christian though." I'm like, "Huh? What? I'm like, what? I didn't get that, but I get what she means." So I'd say I'm um, spiritual. Right. And I definitely believe in Jesus Christ.
2: Um, second person that springs to mind when I say the word success.
1: Second person, Mom.
2: Bless, who's the first? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, and how would you like to be remembered?
1: I would like to be remembered powerful, so powerful, you don't even know I'm powerful. That's how powerful. And that I can change people's lives for the better.
2: Everyone who's listening, can also pretty much confirm that you are powerful. and before we let you go, how can we find you on the world Wide web? And when we do, is there anything you want us to do?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Shani Loves S H A W N I E L O V E S. Also follow the Elephant Room, so it's Elephant Room UK, and follow Guap Mag, Guap Mag. Um, how you Guap? and M A G, just at Guap Mag, both on Twitter and on Instagram, and um, same for Elephant Room. We are always looking to meet new young people who are just creative, like if you're a graphic designer, if you're an amazing videographer, if you're a stylist, if you are an amazing writer, if you're even a team, an art director and a copywriter, you might be a photographer, I don't know, but hit me up. So my email is shani, S-H-A-N-N-I-E dot mears, M-E-A-R-S at net. You can obviously find me on the dots as well if anyone's on the dots. And if you want to do anything regarding Guap, it's s.mears. So it's s.mears, M-E-A-R-S, at guap.co.uk. And obviously just hit me up about that. And I'm always willing to sort of chat to anyone who is just sort of not confused, but Trying trying to find their way. Bear with me on emails, but I will get back to you.
2: No, Mason. Oh, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, guys, you know, I'm always trying to be accountable to you, trying to always make sure the convo is, you know, lit. <laughs> so, if there's anything that I've overlooked, we are going to try and get Shan back around twos, maybe a couple of years down the line, see how she's killing the game. So, if there's any questions you have, I definitely will it to her. Bet. Shan, thanks very much for coming on this platform. And sharing Thank your you voice. for having me. Hey, guys. We really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback, please leave it in the comment section below. Also, all the info about the guests, the links and the resources we speak about will be in the description below. And last but not least, please, please, please do get in touch if you can teach us how you do what it is you do. Because after all, Black BlackTiculate is all about empowering and upskilling the community. Thanks, guys. You're the best. See you soon.